This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. I heard Martin Lawrence in there. I'm not sure who else I heard. I know I heard Harry Douglas in there. It's Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I am not Freddie. God, I'd be cooler if I was. Randy Scott in for Freddie here on his show. Harry Douglas, check it in from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We got the acoustics right. We might hear from a hotel guest. I don't know. Harry, how you doing? I'm doing good. At some point, someone is going to knock on my door because y'all know I get excited, so I yell a lot. So there's, t- I'm in between two rooms. I'm, at some point, I'm either going to get a call from downstairs at the front desk or someone's going to knock on my door. And if I hear him knock on my door, I'm going to tell him, get away. Mind your business. <laughs> do you have the do but not I, disturb up? Do you have the, the thing yeah, I put the it I, I put it outside my door. But I'm, I'm, I'm down here in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right? And I go to go get some lunch before we start the show, Randy. And there's this place called Hootats, right? Yeah. So getting everybody caught up, I grew up a Falcons fan. I played for the Atlanta Falcons. So the first thing I say, I see is, uh, no, it's called Weedats. And I'm like, oh, Weedats, that has to be something New Orleans-based. And it, 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 it is a New Orleans restaurant. But I was so tempted by the food I was seeing, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I'm going to eat it anyway. Oh, my goodness, Randy, that fried shrimp, them fries, them chicken wings yeah. with the ranch. You know, I got, I got, I got 10 um, all flat, extra crispy with a little ranch to dip it in. Phenomenal. All flats, all flats, Harry. Phenomenal. Oh, you don't like chicken, then? You just like to? It's just a conduit for the sauce. Because if you like chicken, you get drums. Oh, you like drum? You a drum man? I'm a drum man. You I'm like a drum. Blue, you like blue cheese too? No, blue cheese is no. That's mold water. Blue cheese is <laughs> <laughs> blue cheese is stuff that is in the process of going bad, actively going bad. It's it's what where it's what ranch used to be. You know, it wants to okay, be okay. ranch. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet us. He's at HDouglas83. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call line, and we need you today on this Friday Love Day. Love Day? Love Friday. Friday. Oh, love Friday. 888-SAY-ESPN is the number, 888-729-3776. It's a massive weekend in the NFL. we got the NBA in-season tournament that's starting up, the inaugural one this weekend. And in honor of all that... We're taking Love Friday to a negative turn because we want to know what's the biggest event in your life, the biggest game in your life, the biggest athlete in your life that disappointed you the most. And we're hoping this weekend does not. We're hoping this weekend lives up to it. I know Harry's down there in Tuscaloosa for Alabama and LSU. That should be a good one, but let's say it's disappointing. Maybe that makes the list when we ask this question next year. But for right now, the biggest life event, the biggest game or athlete that disappointed you the most – be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Harry doesn't get much bigger. And so far, not a disappointment at all than the Spurs' Victor Wembanyama. Did you see him drop 38 on Booker and KD? They weren't full Voltron yet. Bradley Beal isn't in the lineup yet. But this was as loaded as the Suns have been this season. And the uh, the Eiffel Power dropped 38 out there. Well, you know how a lot of these NBA players have nicknames or star players, period, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Wembanyama is going to have an opportunity be, to become something very special in this league. But I'm going to go ahead and name him the Big Giraffe. The Big Giraffe <laughs> balled out last night, Randy. He showed up and showed you 38 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. 
But it was so fascinating because he's so skillful as a big man. You talk about someone that uh, has the ability to shoot the three, not only shoot the three standing still, mm-hmm. but he stepped into a three, dribbling about the court, boom. Stopped and popped yeah. from the three-point line, made it. The way he runs the floor uh, as a guy that's seven-three, facing the basket, playing with his back to the basket, rebounding his guard skills. There were some times last night where Suns defenders were trying to press up against him, but his guard skills were on full display, and he were able to get he was able to get by him and you know pull up to shoot the jump shot or shoot the jump shot over defenders or take the ball to the rack, the alley hoops. I, I, his game, I really love it, and I think the the thing I like the most about Wimbenyama is his mindset. He's not a he's not scared to be aggressive. And you can see that, you know, after they beat Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns the first time, very recently, mm-hmm. the confidence grew within that second matchup. And he wasn't scared of anything. He was actually caught guarding KD in that first matchup. And those two guys were going back and forth. But you love to see it from a rookie, a young player that was drafted number one overall. There's so many people across the board, whether it's fans, you know, executives, NBA players, they're expecting so much out of him. It's good to see him have a game so early, 38 points and ball out and actually get a win and doing it too. 38 points is the it's tied for the third uh, uh, highest scoring outburst by a Spurs rookie. And it's tied with David Robinson, who has all of the records there. I mean, Robinson, the Admiral went for 41. That's the mark. But he did 38. He did 39 as well in his rookie season. That was 33 years ago. It was back in 1990. So it's been a minute. And you look at Wembenyama's shot selection. He was three of six from distance. He wasn't just jacking up threes. He wasn't even really getting to the free throw line. He made 15 to 26 shots. He was wildly efficient. And he has the best field goal percentage when it matters the most, Harry. The best field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. The best. That's him. Like, it's, it, it, he's he clutch at, at this age, at this size, like all of it. And Kevin Durant was singing his praises. And Kevin Dur- I thought Freddie was parachuting in for a second. In? Well, because I look. Okay, so HD, you can't see it, but I'm looking into the control room. And Shannon's on the phone. And I'm like, okay, Freddie's calling in. Like, Freddie, you know, wants to be a part of it wherever Freddie's at. But I think we just fired something, maybe from the podcast uh, library, it sounded like, because there wasn't any music. But. As we get back to Wembenyama, nickname-wise, Air France, Eiffel Power, uh, Trey Bien, because he knocks the, down threes. Uh-uh. We we're working nope. on it. Nope. nope. The nope. big giraffe. The big giraffe. <laughs> That's mine, That's it, it, and I'm claiming it right now. The big giraffe. It came from Harry Douglas. Is he already the big giraffe, a.k.a. Victor Wembenyama, a.k.a. Victor Wembenyam on him? Is he already a superstar in your eyes, HD? No. Uh-uh. No way, Jose. I can't disrespect people that's been in the National Basketball Association for a very, very long time who earned those stripes. He's only five games in. Now, he has an opportunity to get to that point, but he has more to prove. And I just think we just got to enjoy and embrace what he's doing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Before we can just deem him a superstar in that whole, uh, under that whole umbrella. Like, I don't, I don't want to move too fast when it comes to Wimbenyama, but he does have the makeup of a superstar. Is he there yet? I can't I can't sit here and claim that within 5 games of the NBA season. I can't do it. Now, I, I think he's a I think he's a star. I think he's a guy that can't walk down the street without getting hounded. It depends on your definition of it, right? I yep. 38 is the best NBA game of his young career so far. He's had a handful of them. Somebody tweeted last night this is kind of scary. They go think about it. He's this young, this uh, you know, inexperienced in the NBA. What if this is as bad? as Wembenyama's going to be. What if this is the floor for Wembenyama? If the floor is 38, if the floor is shooting 79% in the fourth quarter, if the floor is getting back-to-back wins 
for a San Antonio Spurs franchise that a lot of people thought were going to win like 20 games this year. If it's getting back-to-back wins over a team that people thought could contend for the Western Conference title in their building in the desert. I mean, that's we're on the verge of superstardom already, I think. Well, I would say this, uh, and there's a it's a perfect opportunity that, that this might be the floor, right? He's going to get stronger. He's going to, you know, brushing up his skills that much more. He's going to have a, a feel for the game over here in America a lot more. Yeah. So a, a lot of those, those things are going to happen. Also, I think he's going to continue to get better players around him also. And I think when it comes to free agency, big-name players, players that are already established will mm-hmm. want to come play with the guy, especially after watching what he's able to do on the defensive end mm-hmm. and also his skill set from an offensive standpoint, uh, standpoint, his basketball IQ is so high right now as a yeah. rookie. It's That's only going to get better. Every time he talks, I think of that scene in Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby's talking to Sasha Baron Cohen's character. And he's like, you sound like a dog with peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Let's get out to the calls. Dr. Pepper call in line. It's jammed. Let's go. Oh, I know this man. This man is a legend. Let's get to Roy, the truck driver. And the question, Roy, was in honor of this week's massive sports weekend, what's the biggest event, game, athlete that's disappointed you the most? Roy, the truck driver, you're on ESPN Radio. Oh, that would have had to have been, oh, man. I can't think of a guy's name, though. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, jeez. Oh, Mm. My body went blank on me. You, you know how this highway does you. You wanted, you, wanted uh, to, you wanted to talk about Tuscaloosa. Man, you know, look, I lived there for 23 years. I got divorced, and I used to live right there off of Highway 20 and uh, Highway 82. So, Harry, if you get a chance, go check out my motorcycle. Make sure it's still over there. But look, <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, look, I told you to watch out for Webb and Yanni, didn't I? Did I tell you that yeah. last week, two weeks ago? Okay. I know he ain't been that long, and now you can't call him a superstar just yet. But he show is starting off good. All right, that's that's Roy, Roy the truck driver. Those highway miles, man. Listen, I drive. I live outside Boston. I drive 115 miles each way to work. Like there are times you zone out and you're like, did I just did I just drive through a playground? What just happened? Like where <laughs> where what? Where, 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 I blacked out for for a minute. I get it. I, I understand what he's saying. We have two. We have time for one more call. We got time for another one. We got two folks calling in about the same team. So I want to get to the guy who's geographically closer to the uh, to the Commanders. Let's get to Donnie in Virginia. Donnie wants to talk about the most disappointing team or the team that disappointed him the most. Donnie, you're on ESPN Radio. Uh, they tearing up my team, man. They ripping my team apart. What's going on? Why they got to do it like that? <laughs> <laughs> but the Dan Snyder era is over, okay? The bad man is gone. You know, we got the right guy at the helm. We're going to be okay. I grew up in Fairfax County, man. I come by it honestly. I know what it is to be a fan of this team. Don, it's going to be okay. Boy. And I just brought tickets to the Giants game, and ain't none of my players going to be there. None of your pants are going to be there? What did he say? <laughs> yeah, I think he said players. None of his players? Oh, I, I was about to say, I was like, yeah. Donnie, what happened to your pants? Donnie, they, they won't let him in. Donnie, we, <laughs> we know it's Love Friday, but dang, Donnie, <laughs> Donnie slow we, down. We need to make sure the pants are in attendance, all right? I don't know if it needs a separate ticket or what. Donnie, I, I appreciate the call. Uh, John in Florida, real quick. Can we get to John in Florida also about the commanders? John, uh, pants, yes. I don't know. Commanders, you're on ESPN yeah, Radio. Hey, Randy, I, I, I know you grew up in the area. I've talked to you before, man. The the most heartbreaking game was in 83 against the Raiders in the Super Bowl. I was there. Oh, that was in Tampa. Uh, I was, what, 14 years old, and, man, I was crying like a baby. The, the skins just laid down for Oakland that night. 
That was, I mean, Marcus Allen. That was the pick six deep in the um, deep in Washington's own end. Was that was that Theismann? Mind, I think it was Theismann. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know what he's talking about. I remember having a parade in my elementary school when Mark Rippon and those guys went up to Minnesota and beat um, and beat Buffalo. So yeah, Commanders are on that list again. Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. It could be the event in your life. Because Harry and I, I think, both went off field for our answers. We'll get into that later in the show. But the event, the athlete, the game, the team that has disappointed you the most. Let's get to two teams that haven't disappointed their respective fan bases, as it is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Randy Scott in uh, for Freddie Coleman. It's Cowboys and Eagles, and man, if you're just an unaffiliated football team, it's a great Sunday. You got the morning game in Germany is amazing. The the afternoon window between Dallas and Philly is great. The nightcap is great with Cincinnati and Buffalo. But focusing on the Eagles and focusing on the Cowboys, it seems, Harry, like Dallas figured something out last week against the Rams. Now they jump up a weight class. How's this feel? Does this feel like a must win for you for Dallas as they face their toughest divisional test? I'm going to say no. It really doesn't. A lot of people may be shocked by that, but when I look at the record of the Dallas Cowboys right now, they're sitting at 5-2. and two. You have the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 7-1. and one. The reason why I say no is because they will play the Philadelphia Eagles one more time. They also have four divisional games left to play on their schedule. And then when you look at who they're competing with in, the, in their division, it's, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have a murderer's row within the next six games. You talk about a really, oh, really tough schedule with Dallas this weekend. They got to go to Kansas City. They have Buffalo, San Francisco, at Dallas again, and at Seattle. That's a tough schedule within the next six games for the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, you never know what can happen and transpire within those six games with the Philadelphia Eagles having to play in a row. But I think for Dallas, there's so much football left to play within mm-hmm. this season. It's not a must win. Now, do the Dallas Cowboys and their fans and company, do they want to win that football game? Hell yes, of course they do. But I'm not going to sit up here and say it was a must win. Now, let me take you back to when they played the San Francisco 49ers. I said that game was a must win for Dallas because of who they lost to the last two years in the playoffs. They lost to San Francisco the last two years. Mm -hmm. That team was the sole reason why the Dallas Cowboys didn't advance to where they wanted to go. When you look at Dak Prescott versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and this will be the first time I I believe that him and Hurts would be matching up against one another, he's had a good record. He's done great things versus Philadelphia. So I'm looking forward to this game. Do I think it's a must win for Dallas? Do they want to win it? Of course. Uh, But I think – for us in the media, we make it a must win for the Cowboys. We do. We do. We want to see Dallas beat a good team. We, you know, they, coming out of the gates and thumping the Giants, we know what the Giants are now. And one thing that jumps off the page to me is Dak Prescott has been the Dak Prescott of this massive contract in his games against Philadelphia. He's 3-0 and in his last three games. They've scored more than 40 points a game in those games. And this is the first one. You know what this is a real indictment of? It's not and not even Dak. It's Mike McCarthy. Because the last three games where Dak Prescott is 3-0 against the Eagles, Kellen Moore was the OC, not yep. Mike McCarthy. Now, the defense for Dallas is probably better than it was in years past in those victorious you know, matchups, but so is Jalen Hurts, right? So is everything that Philly has to do. A.J. Brown. I, Harry, I've been dying to talk to a receiver about this. Ooh. You talked. What is it about A.J. Brown that he's putting together this year that seemingly has him on a path to – Potentially offensive player of the year. Yeah, I, I was able to break down a tape uh, on A.J. Brown yesterday on Get Up, and it was just phenomenal. But I think it starts with the trust between Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, that quarterback 
uh, wide receiver relationship. Those guys trust each other through and through. Right. And they really are truly best friends. But you talk about A.J. Brown, a guy who's a big body wide receiver, someone who can go over the middle and make the tough catches and not worry about defenders being there. But you look out how violent he is attacking the football in the air. And on that tape, basically, that I broke down, there is numerous plays downfield where uh, Jalen Hurts gave him an opportunity. And you've seen the DB hitting them and grabbing them before the ball gets there. But it never interrupted his balance or his ability to catch the football. So having the ability to fight through contact and still make the contested catch is very, very huge. And then when he gets the football in his hands and he's in an open field, he's a violent runner. That poses a lot of problems for defenders, especially when you get to the secondary that don't necessarily want to tackle a big body, anything offensively coming right at them. So uh, uh, A.J. Brown right now is doing phenomenal things, a few yards shy of 1,000 yards on the season. He should be mentioned in the MVP uh, category when we talk about MVP of the National Football League right now. It depends, and I'm not exactly sure, as I know ESPN bet is very close to being you know, uh, off the ground and launched. I'm not exactly sure where we're supposed to get our odds. I think we might sort of be in a no-man's land. Am I, am I correct on that, Shannon? ESPN bet? Okay, so I don't have ESPN bet's numbers in front of me, but I know that you can get odds, NFL MVP-wise, on both A.J. Brown, and how's this for a segue? We segue like a mall cop, a little Paul Blart segue, Tyreek Hill, who's part part of that massive Sunday NFL-wise. Two guys who, at least on the outside looking in here, and I'm talking to somebody who played the position, but guys who get their money and get the football in different ways. A.J. Brown will get you a contested catch. Tyreek Hill will run away from you and hide. When you look at what Tyreek is doing and how he's somehow managed to step up his game a little bit this year, what stands out to you about Tyreek down in Miami? Number one, it's all predicated off of speed, right? And having basically before the ball is even snap, the ball is even snap, having defenders scared as hell of your your speed and, and running past them. And I, I look at his touchdown catch versus New England Patriots in the last game, and also the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And he inside releases on a go route. And I ask myself, why would the safety bite up? on an inside release go route if you know you have Tyreek Hill. Well, they do a great job of throwing, you know, inside routes off of that inside release of Tyreek Hill and wide receivers that those safeties probably think that inside post route or that inside slant or that inside dig route is coming. So that's a reason why they're biting up. And then next thing you know, if Tyreek Hill is even, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, he's leaving. (laughs) There's no chance in hell of you catching up to him. But and then if you try to press cover him, I seen a play against the Carolina Panthers. I believe it was Dante Jackson where Dante Jackson damn near pulled his hamstring trying to keep up with Tyreek Hill. So you can't even single press him. So it's interesting in this matchup versus Kansas City. I'm concerned about, you know, Steve Spagnuolo the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. how are you going to defend Tyreek Hill, somebody that he went against every day in practice when Tyreek was in Kansas City? So the speed kills, and it puts a lot of pressure on, I would say, secondary guys, but also mm-hmm. defensive coordinators on how you want to defend them. There's a lot more on that. We'll dive into the festivities there in Frankfurt, Germany. Harry Douglas, Randy Scott, in for Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Reminder, tune in for football, a football doubleheader Sunday as the Packers host the Rams followed by the Giants at the Raiders. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. How important is this game to a Miami team that hasn't beaten any good teams yet this season? Harry Douglas, Randy Scott, it's Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Love Friday. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. This, this song is like a sock on the door in a dorm. You just don't interrupt. You just keep going. I, can I embarrass myself and, and guess? Is this Otis Redding? Is it Otis Redding or is it Wilson Pickett? These are the Teske brothers. Man, I'm way off. Okay. That's a vibe right there, though. Samsonite. I was way off. It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN <laughs> Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. Get at him on, uh, on Twitter or X, HDouglas83. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Yeah. We want to hear about the biggest game and athlete and team that's disappointed you the most. But we also want the life event. All right? It's Love Friday. Maybe you, maybe you had a love connection that went, went awry. Not Harry. But maybe you did. <laughs> maybe you did. We could dive into it. Um, let's jump into We talked about setting the table for this, this Sunday in Week 9 in the NFL that starts in the morning. I don't know about you, Harry, but these, the European games uh, continue to sneak up on me. Uh, but this one is worth getting up for. I mean, it is the Chiefs and the Dolphins, a couple of 6-2 and two teams, a couple of teams that seem destined for the postseason. When you look, though, at what Miami hasn't done, and that's beat a good team this season, how important is this one for a Miami team that seemingly has something left to prove? Yeah, this is a huge game for the Miami Dolphins, right? Number one, it's the next game, but also you talk about an AFC uh, opponent and also a, an opponent that can potentially have home full advantage throughout the AFC, and that's what we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs the last five years since Patrick Mahomes became a starting quarterback. So this is for a lot of things. And You also look at the AFC East and how you still have the New York Jets creeping around. You have the Buffalo Bills still creeping around and things. If you want to continue to separate yourself from those two teams in your own division you got to win this football game over in Germany now I would say this 
when you look at the Miami Dolphins so far, they have not beat an upper echelon team or what we deem to be one of those type of teams so far this season. They've beat teams that, you know, haven't been good this season through and through since the season has started. But I think this is a this is a pivotal matchup. You talk about two defenses in which, you know, the Chiefs right now are tied second for sacks with 28, and the Dolphins are right behind them tied for fourth with 27. So two teams that know how to get to the quarterback and sack them, mm-hmm. and that's going to be very imperative in this ball game on both sides because you're dealing with dynamic quarterbacks. Well, no quarterback likes to be pressured. No quarterback likes you know, pressure up the middle in their grill. Tua, though, the numbers really fall off a cliff when he is pressured. And that's Steve Spagnuolo's game. The man who's going to dial up the defensive game plan for Kansas City. And it is not a Tua-specific game plan to say that on the outside looking in. Because, as we said, no quarterback likes it. It has been so wildly effective, though, for the Chiefs this season. Um, we've got, let's see, defensively, no single wide receiver. No, second. Second in scoring defense this season, allowing just 16 points per game. That would be the worst offensive performance that the Dolphins would have all year. But the Chiefs are coming off, meanwhile, their worst offensive performance. They had nine points and five turnovers last week against the Broncos. The flu game for Patrick Mahomes. We'll see how a transatlantic flight and now having to play the Dolphins help flu recovery. But it certainly helps when you have Tyreek Hill, who had this this to say about now going against the team that drafted him in Kansas City. It doesn't really matter where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC. But it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, but, but, but is he lying? No. Because that, that, that's what you call an alpha male, a number one wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the league right now, leading in yards and the big playability. He's confident in his skill set. But there's no one that understands this football team like Tyreek Hill because he was over there. He went against a lot of those guys in practice. And if you think you're going to single press him with a corner, I don't care if it's a first, second year, or a 10- or 12-year corner, Mm -hmm. you're mistakenly crazy out of your mind if you're Steve Spagnuolo. And I think for the Kansas City Chiefs and their mindset from a defensive perspective – Chris Jones is going to be pivotal. That defensive line is going to be pivotal in this matchup because we do know Tua when he's in the two losses that they do have, that offensive line have given up sacks, right? In the the wins that they have, he hasn't been sacked that much. So I think that's something to look out for in this matchup because if you can disrupt what they want to do, and Tua's getting the ball out very, very swiftly. The last two touchdowns that Tyreek Hill have had, Tua has gotten the ball out, I think, in under 2.7, 2.8 seconds. So it's not like he's sitting back there holding the ball forever looking for Tyreek. That's just how fast Tyreek is getting open. Yeah. But Tyreek Hill wants to give the Kansas City Chiefs that work. And there's no ill will between the two sides. They still have love for one another. But when you go against your former team, I know what that's like, right? When I had an opportunity to go against Atlanta Falcons, because when I left, mm-hmm. surprisingly, I messed around and hurt my ribs the week before, and I was devastated because I wanted to play against oh. my former team. I, I know what that's like. Man. Yeah, having that circle the on the anticipation. Calendar. Yeah, the anticipation, yeah. the buildup, everything. And there's already so much buildup because this one is the first game that's played in Frankfurt. It's not the first one in Germany, but it's the first one in Frankfurt. And you have a national, you have an international stage here. You are the only game being played at this time, at that point on Sunday. And Tyreek Hill, though, has raised the energy even higher. This is what his quarterback had to say. This is Tua Tungavailoa talking about his number one wideouts energy. 
I've heard people say it. The guys have been joking about it this past week. The cheetah effect. Reek exerts so much confidence in, in everything he does that it's almost ideal for you to do the same for yourself. Yeah, you have to do that. And what Tua has to do is continue to be as effective as he has been against defensive back pressure. Now, what Spags does is bring it up the front, bring it with the front forward. It helps when you have Chris Jones. But if he is, if Spags is going to dial up some exotic defensive back blitz, Tua has improved so much against that. He now ranks among the best in the league in both QBR and yards per attempt. As a matter of fact, first down percentage as well over the last two seasons when he faces a defensive back blitz. So defensively, what do you do, Harry, going against Tyreek and, oh, by the way, Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert and the just myriad of weapons that Miami has? I think the best way you can slow down this offense is getting pressure on Tua, right? That, that's what you have to do. And there's, if, I'll be honest, there's no if pressure comes from Steve Spagnola. It's coming. Right, that's yeah. his DNA. That's yeah. what he loves to do. But also, you got to look at Miami's side of things from an offensive standpoint. Right, they've been missing guys and had and had guys in and out the line, lineup on the offensive line. So maybe that's something the Kansas City Chiefs would be able to take advantage of this this Sunday at nine thirty a.m. Eastern time over in Germany. I, by the way, I love the nine thirty times when you, you have a game. At, oh, I, yes, I do. I get to wake right up and watch football. Well, I'm already up anyway watching college football film, but then I just get to drop the film and just watch NFL football. I love when you have the 930 games in London each week, and then next thing you know, now we have it in Germany. I like that a lot. And then a a game of this magnitude, think about the entire world, not just the United States, the entire world that's going to be watching this game because of Patrick Mahomes and Tua, because Tyreek Hill, who used to be with the Kansas City Chiefs, because you want to see who's going to take the next step of getting the number one seed for the playoffs this season. Uh, and, and I just, I'd like the matchup, man. I, I can't wait for it. I'm going to be glued. I'm not going to have my popcorn ready, but I will have my <laughs> omelet with a little, you know, little peppers, onions, little cheese, probably some little spinach in it, turkey sausage. I'm going to be up and ready. It's, we all get to be West Coast football fans for a day. That's what these European games are. You ever, you ever get stuck on the West Coast? And you or you live out there. You're lucky enough to live out there. And you, it's an NFL Sunday, and you wake up, and the games start at 10 a.m. That's what. That's the way to live. We're all doing it wrong. We're up way late on a Sunday night. They can still go out out on the West Coast after Sunday night football. Yep. We get to be West Coasters. We get that first game at 10 in the morning at 9:30, as you said, and have a little omelet while you watch some football. Should we? No. Should, shouldn't we have like a bratwurst and like some beer, or like if we want to be traditional, right? In the mor- I know it's in the morning. We could have beer. Listen, man, As I'm Europeans going, do. So I, I just went to Publix here in, in Alabama and bought me three bottles of Duckhorn Merlot. Listen, I'm going to be recovering from my wine, okay? So I ain't drinking no damn beer when I get up on Sunday. I'm going to still be recovering, hoping I, I, I'm, I'm able to walk straight. I'm laughing at the idea of us talking about maybe Paris. <laughs> maybe Paris will have an NFL game one time. We'll talk about wine in the morning. But we're talking about German beer, beer steins, all that. Here's like, I did buy three bottles of Merlot. So. <laughs> a little bratwurst omelet? Well, Tell me that doesn't sound good. Ooh, a little bromlet? Yeah. Come on. A little bromlet. Come on. Combine the two. <laughs> Let's get going. But let me tell you this. I, I will say this about this game also because I'm interested to see from the Miami Dolphins standpoint. Jalen Ramsey is back, right? He's a long corner, 6'1", 6'2", about 210 pounds, has a long frame, long arms. I want to see him versus Travis Kelsey, how that matchup is going to go. And also when it comes to the Chiefs wide receivers, are that is are those guys, is that room going to be the reason that the Kansas City Chiefs are able to win or the reason, again, why they have another loss? That's what I'm looking for in this matchup. Travis Kelsey is averaging better than 83 yards per game 
so far this season, and that would be his third best in his career. He's too old to be that effective at this point of his of his NFL career, and yet yet here we are. Hey, join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Freddie Coleman. Let's get to the callers here. The The question is, what's the biggest event game athlete that has disappointed you the most? And I'm looking at Tyler in Kansas. He's been patient. He's been hanging on. He's going to invoke a name that I haven't thought of in like 20 years. So, Tyler, you're on ESPN Radio. Oh, Tyler, no. Tyler. Tyler. Tyler going once. He had his moment. He had He wanted to talk about K-State. Had his moment and pissed down his leg. K-State football. All right. All right. We'll keep it in purple. No. Yeah, purple Minnesota. Okay, Donnie in Atlanta. Donnie, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, Randy. Hey, Harry. How y'all doing today? Doing well, Barger, oh, sir. That's good, good. My, the things that hurt me the most, man, was the Minnesota Miracle and the missed call against the Rams. They equal in my eyes oh. against my Saints. Yeah. Both of them hurt me. I remember. I mean, I, it was only a handful of years ago, but that was, the, that was Case Keenum, right? I mean, that was the... I mean, I, didn't, yeah, I wasn't was. upset about yeah. it. I, I, Don, Donnie, you know, I'm from Atlanta, baby. You know, Donnie, I wasn't mad about it. You know, it was it was quite beautiful I, to me. I know, I know, Harry, one time I was at a basketball game, and you was right next to me last year, and I, I started to talk trash to you about being a a, a Falcon, but I, I left it alone. You know? <laughs> so I definitely know you are an Atlanta fan. I know you from Atlanta and everything. So, yeah. Now, next time but, you see me at a game, man, holla at me, man. I, I love talking to uh, people, love, uh, you know, yeah. engaging with fans and stuff. That's what I do, man. I, I, I'm one of y'all, baby. Great. I do have one question. What's the name of that restaurant that you say you went to? I'd like to try it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's called it's Weed called Ats. They actually have them in New Orleans, too. It's okay, called Weed Ats. That's a great name. Yeah, it was it was good. They got you know so fish, <laughs> you got fish. They got shrimp, chicken, everything. Man, it was really really good. So we need listen. If Donnie yeah. if Donnie calls out to you, you're gonna know it's Donnie because of the pipes. Like the pipes are distinct. So Donnie, we're, it's it's Love Friday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We're gonna we're gonna play you our rejoin. This is what it sounds like. Love Friday. Donnie, can we get you to okay. lay that down for us? You sure can. You want me to do it now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's love Friday. No, it doesn't get better. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Donnie, we appreciate the call. Thank you so much for the time on ESPN Radio. Call back anytime. And a reminder, it's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In honor of the big week in the NFL, what's the biggest event in your life, the game, the athlete, the team, whatever it is that's disappointed you the most, we got Steve and Steven, and we got Jeremy and Joe and Jeff. Hang on. We'll get to you. We're going to dive into this, and we're also going to explore Harry's weird food blind spot on National Sandwich Day. It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Feels a little counterintuitive to do this on Love Friday. But you're on Freddie and Harry. Mm, on ESPN Radio. Shout out Donnie in Atlanta for laying that down for us. Last segment. ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. However you found us on this Love Friday, we're glad you did. Freddie and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Freddie Coleman. You can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We don't want to be negative on Love Friday, but we do want to be entertaining. 
So in honor of this massive week in the NFL, I want you to also focus on the biggest life event that was disappointing to you. It doesn't just have to be a game or an athlete or a team. We can go beyond the field, okay? We can go beyond the field of play. We can go to other areas in your life that were disappointing. It's also Oh, don't you worry, Randy, because <laughs> when it's my time to tell my story, it's going to be off we, the field. We, <laughs> when do we get to tell our stories? Not now. Not, Not now. now. Not but now. We're going to get there. Jam we're phone lines. There. Okay, but it's also National Sandwich Day, all right? And there is a history on this show with Harry Douglas and a certain sandwich that has offended a face here, a face and a voice at ESPN Radio. Let's just roll the sound, Devin, if you would. It was two years ago to this day where I asked this question to Chris Carl and Harry Douglas. Harry said he's never had a meatball sandwich. He has still not had one, and I'm sick of this guy. Have a meatball meatball sandwich. sandwich. I'm tired of him (laughs) ducking a meatball sandwich. It's National Sandwich. They have a meatball sandwich. What is the problem? I can't believe Harry Douglas has not had a meatball sub or a meatball sandwich ever, says Bubba, one of our producers. <laughs> so you, that's, that's real? That's not? No, it's a, it's a real thing. So wow. for two years, I, to, I told Bubba two years ago that I was going to have one, right? First of all, they were blown away that I've never had one in my life. But then I told them I was going to eat one, but I just never got around to it. And then I've been going on these fasts, uh, right, when I'm like right now, I'm not eating pork or beef. So I can't eat a meatball sub right now, Bubba. I apologize. (laughs) So, okay, but has Bubba ever had a po' boy? Like you were at Weed Ats. I imagine po' boys on the roster. Bubba has just walked into the studio. Bubba, you ever had a po' boy? Oh, my goodness. Bubba's ever okay. All right, this is this is perfect. This Bubba, you never perfect. had a po' boy, and you're mad at me about a meatball sub. We need to make this happen, Bubba. A sandwich summit. We got to have something, right? Like you bring of the food of your people. No, no, no wait, 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 wait a minute, Randy. Bubba, Sorry. Bubba, why, why are you so upset with me, Bubba? Why? Oh, there are you we so go. Upset we got his me? mic working. Because that's why you have a meatball sub. It doesn't make any sense. Are you having a meatball sub? You said two years ago. You made a promise to me. To me and Chris Carlin, you said, I'm going to have a meatball sub. I will do that for you, Bubba. And here we are. One year later, National Sandwich Day comes. Actually, two years later. No, I, I, we're getting to that. One year later, you didn't do it. Here we are two years later, you didn't do it. You made a promise to Chris Carlin and myself, <laughs> and you let us down. And that's why we're upset. But Bubba, but here, here's the thing, Bubba. I'm still walking earth. I have not died and had a funeral. So I'm still able to get a meatball sub at some point. Now, here's the thing, Bubba. You have to help me out with this. I don't know where to go get meatball yeah, that, subs this from. This has been your excuse how, for two how, years. But can we, can, can we do this? Can I give you – I can cash up you some money, and you go get me the best <laughs> meatball sub. You're just – all anti about me putting these meatball subs in my mouth and stuff, Paul. which is weird. But it's okay, <laughs> Bubba. But you go get a meatball sub for me, and I'll eat it, all right? I mean, that's what you said oh. two years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever your excuse is going to be, I don't know what to tell you. Just go to a restaurant, say, I'll take a meatball sub. They'll hand deliver it to you. You eat it, and everyone moves on. It's not that complicated. I support this so much. We need a sandwich summit. We need a sandwich summit. But wait a minute, Bubba. Why do you have a Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott jersey on? Because it's uh, the game's on Sunday. We got to support the team. Got to support the team. Got to support the team. All right. So here's the deal. 
If the if There's that no press, deal, just just relax. <laughs> it's Bubba. National Don't Sandwich Bubba, Day. Relax, you okay? promised me two years ago you would have a uh, meatball sub. Now, Bubba, your show was before this. One Way minute. before this, all right? Don't forget, this is Harry and Freddie, all right? So I'll take the lead here. This is Harry and Freddie, not Bubba and Harry and Bubba and Freddie. Yeah, it's Fre- take the it's lead Freddie here. and Harry, actually. <laughs> so listen, Bubba, if Dak Prescott goes out there and balls out and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles, damn it, I eat two meatball subs. Okay. For you, Bubba, for you. I respect it. I mean, I've heard it before, but sure, it'll be your second deal. Thirty seconds. It'll be a second deal. You give me a time. Are I you love me Bubba. a time count right now. I love. I love him. So, so this much. will be your, your your ninth deal. It'll be. Oh, have a seaport. I'll, you bring me this. I'll be when I come to. Fine. If, if once once the Cowboys win on Sunday, you'll have two meatballs. Looking forward to seeing it next week. Why isn't it? Why is it two meatballs? Can we get a pause, please? Pause. Thank you. Why has it got to be two? I, I told you he he just wants me to eat right. meatball subs. I don't know why. Whether it's Freddie and Harry or Harry and Freddie on ESPN Radio, it continues on the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel eighty. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.